This is Jarvis Tessler, the editor-in-chief of Live Free Magazine, where we inspire you to live free in every area of your life, mind, body, and spirit. And this is an episode of Dear Mom, I'm Gay. And I have the immense pleasure of sharing my hour with uh, a celebrity chef, KJ Bradford. KJ, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and um, and then we're going to go into um, how you you embarked upon the coming out experience. Cool. So I've been a chef for about 20 years now. I started my pastry company, Claire James Artisan Confection, back in Beaumont when I was 15. Kind of as just a little summer project. And it ended up burgeoning into an actual shop. I owned the shop for about 10 years, and then we finally closed down. I went on to be, after culinary school, I went on to do private chef work, working for ultra high network individuals and government officials. I taught cooking classes. I did advocacy work for the Beard Foundation and for the Texas legislature on food deserts and trying to make food more accessible to low-income individuals. After that, I went on to write my first book, Vicarious Lifelifting Food, which is a baseball. Okay, what was that title again? Vicariously what? Vicarious, A Life Lived Through Food. Oh, I love that. So that book came about from when I was doing cooking classes. I used to do a bride 101 class where I would teach women who were getting married or had just gotten married basically how to cook. And from that, after I stopped doing those classes, I would get people all the time asking for those recipes. And my agent, she was just like, you should really write a book. And that was 10 years ago. And I was just, I told her, I said, I don't want to be that guy just yet. I was still in the early stages of my career, but we wrote the book, and it opened up doors to, I went on to be the culinary director for a private chefing agency called Food City that I co-founded with Katarina Coyos, and we serviced the Houston Houston metro area. We had about 150 chefs in our Rolodex. Wow. And we are a very big operation. And we ended up selling out to a company based out of Austin, and they took over. And after that, I went on to run a farm in Brenda, California, called Casa Rosa Farms. And I was the culinary director for a 110-acre organic farm. And we also had a restaurant. And I was there for about two and a half to three years before... I got called back to private chefing, which eventually led me back to Texas. And then I ended up going back into the restaurant industry again. I got called by a winery in Houston that needed a culinary director. And so I went on to do that. And in the midst of that, I started working on the second book, uh, A Seat at the Table, Recipes from the Heart, which should be out. In about three to four months, it should hit the shelf, so be on the lookout for that. That's exciting. Exciting, yeah. And then I ended up meeting the most amazing man, and I ended up moving to Chicago. 
and so I've been in Chicago for about a year now, and I was brought on by Selena Hotel Group to manage their flagship U.S. property, which is on the Magnificent Mile in Chicago. Wow. And that's where I've been. <laughs> that's exciting. Congratulations. Uh, wow. Wow. Cool, cool, cool stuff. So tell us about your experience with coming out. How was that? Oh, well, that was kind of, that was very different. Uh, I come from a huge family in the bayou. So that's a huge Catholic family. So that definitely was not something that was talked about, especially a huge Catholic family. Uh, I was the youngest of four. So it was one of those things where it was okay, but it was definitely just like talked about. Uh, my father was more okay with it than my mother, oddly enough. Uh, a lot of times she would say, okay, but you're gay, but do you have to be gay? Like <laughs> okay, you're gay, but do you have to be gay? That's hilarious. More like coming from a very upper-class Southern family, you know, a very big Catholic family. I have two bishops, a couple of cardinals, one of my cousins was a mother superior of a convent. So definitely wow. a Catholic-centric background, hmm. you know, to have the youngest of the boys come out to be gay. Definitely uh, put a spotting on her status, in her mind. Not in anybody else's, but in her Do you feel that she knew that you were gay all along and she just was trying to deny it, or do you think that uh, it was a surprise to her? I don't, I definitely think it was more of a sweep under the rug type deal. It wasn't known. Uh, but I think she it was more of an out of sight, out of mind mm-hmm. type type of deal. So it's definitely let's not speak about it, let's not talk about it. Uh, just do your thing, but don't let anyone see so so now that you've met someone who's uh, obviously changed your life because you moved from where you were because where were you living before Chicago uh, I was in Texas okay Texas no. right right so <clears throat> from moving from from Texas to Chicago is quite a big leap um do you think that uh now that you're in a relationship that they're having to deal with it more more in their face or is it something that they're still not really managing or dealing with? Uh, I still, well, there isn't really a connection there. Uh, both of my parents are deceased currently. Deceased, oh. They both passed away. Okay. Uh, but definitely in dealing with my siblings, it is definitely not uh, the relationship very uh, pretty much, like I said, there it was more of a, you know, not, not speak of it type deal. Uh, I do talk to my sisters on occasion, uh, but not my brother. Uh, I have not heard from him since my mother's funeral, but that's been about two years. Wow. So, do you think that it has anything to do with your sexuality, or is it something that it's more personal? That Oh, most definitely. He was very afraid of his 
children quote unquote becoming gay. So wow. it was definitely more of a sexuality thing, like I said, coming from people have to realize when you come from uh the South particularly and in a very religious part of the Bayou. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of my parents were born and raised in Louisiana. So definitely coming from a more religious portion of the, the South. Uh, it's just certain things that still to this day are taboo and unacceptable, even in modern era. So uh, it's definitely has been a plaguing on familiar ties. But Nonetheless, you know, life moves on. So what would you say to a young guy, young young male who's, you know, seen your career blossom and um, and is is gay and wants to uh, uh, share his truth with his family? What would you say to advise advise that? Or actually, let's do it this way. What would you say to your younger version of yourself? Um, how, what would you say to your younger version of yourself if you're at 16 talking to yourself right now, knowing what you know now, what would you say to that 16 year old uh, to encourage them to be, to encourage yourself to be more authentically yourself? I would definitely tell a 16 year old to trust what they think for and just be more open with yourself and be just more honest and truth to yourself tonight to make yourself happy as opposed to trying to make everyone else happy because you're just not going to. Yeah. Uh, definitely living more in the moment for yourself and exploring and learning the world through your eyes and thoughts and feelings as opposed to the eye, through the eyes and thoughts of others. Yeah, I think that especially growing up in a religious background, both my parents are pastors, it, it leads you to feel um, very obligated to make sure that everyone is comfortable, you know? And so like, it, 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 you're, it, to the detriment of your own self, like you're, everyone else is comfortable, but you're living a lie, you know? You're not being authentic to who you truly are. And um, I feel like you're, I'm speaking for my, myself, I felt like my, my personal life experience was diminished based off of me trying to please someone else and you only get one life you know so you only get one chance to do it and so i would say to my my six-year-old self just be yourself and embrace who you are because when you truly embrace yourself other people are drawn to that authenticity you know do you find that that's true i do i do feel that there is a magnetism in being who you were destined to be. Yeah. I, I do feel that uh, people can sit when you're not, you know, being the person who you are normally. Yeah, yeah. People can tell if you're being fake. Yeah, people can tell. And I tell people all the time, part of the reason why I've made it so far in my career and life and everything that I've done is because I've pretty much been an open honest book about all of my experiences and the things that I've done and been through and 
the same person you get on Monday is going to be the same person you get on Wednesday, unless I'm super busy. Then you might get a little bit more stressed out person than what you got on Monday, <laughs> but you're still going to get the same person that you got right. on Monday. And I think in this day and age, that's something that is truly a gem because with, we're such a connected society to reality television and to all of these things. So we see all of this on TV and it's a constant argument of all of these things. And then you begin to think that that perception is reality and that you have to make your life as to mirror what you see on TV because that has to be real, that has to be reality. <laughs> Which is the flip side is the complete opposite. Very, very true. Like, yeah, they should be more honest about reality TV because all that stuff is totally staged and planned and manipulated and manufactured. Um, nothing on TV is very, very little. Even like cooking shows. I mean, I produce a cooking show and what you see is perfection like <laughs> it is it's time and time again of, of trying and trying and making sure that we got the right shot you know what i'm saying so it's it's not like um like they want to present that this is the reality this is real it's, it's definitely not real but anyway so um what i'd like to do real quick is if you um share some words of wisdom some words of advice that you would want to to leave as as your legacy what would you say uh, what those few words would be? Oh, well, if I had to think on that, I think it would be that in the end, if as long as you have lived fulfilled, like as long as you accomplished what you set out for yourself personally to reach and attain be it professionally be it personally be it spiritually across whatever cosmic wave you create that stone that you throw out is gonna ripple so make sure that ripple is the most beautiful positive ripple that you can ever make oh my gosh I love that KJ that's beautiful wow I think, you know, we get so caught up in everything, just everything, just life. And we forget that everything leaves an intelligible footprint. And so you get to choose what type of footprint you leave. It's very true. And what what most people don't realize is that only they can leave that footprint. You know what I'm saying? Like... When you realize that only you can be you, it sets you free from trying to, like, measure up to your brother or your sister or what society says, by this point in your life, this is where you should be, you know? It sets you free from that because everyone's journey is different and everyone reached milestones in, in different increments because we're all different. So that sets you free from living under this societal pressure to fit in, to conform, you know? True, definitely. Uh, I think people tend to think that it's a race and that's a race. It's not. Yeah. You know, society gives you that, that, that idea that you got to hurry up and get it, hurry up and get it, hurry up and get it. When, in all actuality, when you begin to rest 
in the fact that the universe is in control and that the universe will give you what you need when you need it, it gives you a place of just a rest and peace, you know, and and, and you begin to enjoy life, you know, and, and not yeah. feel so anxious to achieve, but you just really relax and enjoy the ride. No, definitely. I, I do think that that is totally true. I think that, you know, we get into that realm of like, I know there's a huge thing focused now on the vision board where everybody wants to have a vision board and a timeline to complete this vision board and everything has to be structured around that but at the end of the day that's a good road map but what if you achieve point C before you achieve point B yeah Man, I, I'm, I'm learning that spiritually. That is such a huge thing. Like, um, we we want to set, like we say, God, universe, give me this. I want this, and but you say, okay, but I want it to come in this way, and it's like you you putting limitations on the universe on how to deliver what you want. It's like it's not a it's not a Burger King, you know. God is not a Burger King where you say, I want this and I want it now. You know, it doesn't work that way. And I feel like it's an insult to the universe of God when you say, I want you to come this way. It limits the universe, I feel like. It's, instead of saying, I want to come this way, it says, you, you just say, I want, and however you want to give it to me, I'll receive it. You know, that I feel like it sets the, it sets the take the limits off and allows the pressure of you trying to figure out how it's going to happen, it takes that pressure off and just begins to release the universe to bring to you what you need when you need it because your intentions are are in the right way. Definitely. I tell people this all the time. The wisest thing I ever learned was from a monk that I knew when I lived back home. He was a part of our diocese and I, I would go and bake bread with him on the weekends. And he was probably in his mid eighties. And I asked him, I said, what's one piece of advice that you could say that you tell yourself that is just across the board will work for anybody? And he says, I wake up every morning and when I wake up in the morning, he says, I say my morning prayers and then I say, whatever is meant for me today, let it happen. Mm. And he says, I don't say let it happen if it's going to be good, let it happen if it's bad. He says, whatever is meant to happen to me today, mm. let it happen. <clears throat> That's amazing because... It, my favorite scripture is, uh, and I should know what it is, but I, I know the scripture, I just know the reference, but it says, all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and called according to his purpose, which means that everything that happens in my life, that the universe that God allows to happen is for my good. That no matter how bad it may feel, I trust that the universe is going to work it out for my good. So like that, that revelation to me helps me to process anything I'm going through. And it, it changes my perspective because I expect the universe to, 
to work it out for my good. And because I expect that to happen, it happens. Exactly. So you have to you have to put out what you want to receive. It's very true. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's all about it, the universe and God knows knows your heart and your intentions. And um, uh, we, we some people try to try to punk God. My my dad says that he loves that word. Don't punk God, you know. <laughs> and it, it's very true though. Like we will try to we'll do things that or will be for a season just to sort of get by. But uh, the reality is the universe, God knows your heart and knows that if you have uh, false intentions or if you have intentions on truly doing good in the universe, the, the, the universe knows, you know. Um, so anyway, I I really enjoyed this time talking with you. I, I'd love to have you come on our uh, podcast, Black Wall Street the Revival, and share all this amazing stuff that you're doing with your business and 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 where you're working and your book coming out and lots of great things happening for you. So thank you so much, uh, KJ, for just sharing your story with us and inspiring our audience to be and live authentically themselves. So this has been an episode of. Dear Mom, I'm Gay, and this is Jarvis Hester, the Editor-in-Chief of Live Free Magazine, where we inspire you to live free in every area of your life, mind, body, and spirit.